0: Let's <laughs> go. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the Smackout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me on the panel is Callum Wiggins.
1: Tony, I'll offer you a million dollars to host a one-hour podcast with just JD.
0: Ooh, uh, you said a million? A million. Yeah, I'll do it for that. Now yeah. we need to figure out what ditch he's in and... <laughs>
1: I mean, if seeing Pug's worth it, you're definitely worth it. So.
0: I got plenty of things I can use a million bucks on, so <laughs> I'd suffer for an hour. Why not? I wonder what that dude's up to nowadays. If anybody Probably knows, dead. leave a comment below. <laughs> it might be at this point. Pissed off the wrong yeah, person. I'm guessing it. That's my prediction. Put that down. Do I get a million dollars if I get imposter JD? Uh, I don't think
1: he's quite as
0: intolerable. Let's <laughs> just get Kalen back into the mix. <laughs> Well, if you have not uh, figured out what this podcast is about by, you know, the video that's on your screen right now and the title of it and all the other kind of stuff that's going on, then it is the predictions for WWE Backlash 2017. We're going to be running down the card, at least as far as what's been advertised. I don't think that they're going to be adding any matches, but they might over the next few days or so. We're recording this on Thursday afternoon, so there's still, you know, two days worth of time for them to do something and you never know. They might do it something that like the last minute on the pay-per-view itself. Cause there's an hour long pre-show. Maybe they tack on another one or something like that. But at the moment right now we've got, I think it's eight matches that are on the card. So we're going to start talking about those and we might as well start off with the pre-show match that has been announced already, which is Aiden English against Ty Dillinger. So you got one person who's the perfect 10 coming up from NXT one person who's been struggling on the main roster ever since coming up on NXT, and he's currently doing a gimmick of being a crybaby loser. I wonder who's going to win. <laughs> what do you think about this? Do you have any interest in Dillinger versus English?
1: I have interest in Ty Dillinger, because he's the perfect 10, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers on the roster at the moment. The fact that he hasn't even appeared on SmackDown the last two weeks. Like, I mean, I saw him live... When I went to SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, he was in the uh, dark match against Aiden English. And that match went about three minutes and the easily easily won. So I don't see it going any different to that besides the fact that it's probably going to go a little bit longer just to try and keep the pre-show audience happy.
0: I'm thinking about 10 minutes, something like that. 'Cause they usually don't spend a whole lot of time on pre show matches, even though they've got a full hour that they can work with and they like doing the, the panel talk and they like doing the backstage vignettes and the social media lounge and all the bullshit that people like purposely skip the pre show for, which is kinda crazy. But Are you um are you enjoying
1: Aiden English's return to his old gimmick? Not at all. No, so I was hoping that he'd be paired up with someone else right now. I almost, I almost want this to lead, this view to lead into them becoming a tag team because I think Aiden English could work as a bit of a like at the moment a whiny heel, but Ty Dillinger's positivity and his perfect ten charm turns him babyface over time.
0: The kind of like a uh, little bit of the Seamus uh, Cesaro kind of thing.
1: Yeah, except that we end up liking Aiden English.
0: <laughs> Well, we're both going Dillinger for the win here. I think it's a pretty easy one to call, right? Yep. 100%. Yeah, 100%. weird as all hell if Aiden English wins.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense at the moment, especially with Ty being so new to the roster.
0: This actually made me think about something that uh, he's not on the card, which to me is sort of like, I like Ty Dillinger better, but it would have made more sense to me if Mojo Raleigh would have been in this spot. Because Mojo just won that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and this is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania for SmackDown, technically. I mean, Payback was a little bit of SmackDown crossover, but that was just because they, they fucked up the shakeup and everything. So we don't have Mojo Rawley on this card on the next pay-per-view after WrestleMania. That dude's not going anywhere.
1: <laughs> well, he's got to carry that giant trophy around with him, so it's no wonder he has to stop like all the time.
0: That's why he's like he's still three towns uh, back from like the past couple Smackdowns. He's like I'm yeah. getting there, guys. Like,
1: yeah, talking dude. to children in the backstage area again. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was an awkward segment with the kid just kicking him. Yeah. He's like oh, why are you kicking me? That's cool. It's fine. I'm not going to do anything about it. It'd be great. But yeah. I turn I... heel, and just beat the shit.
1: Turn <laughs> him babyface in most places. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Turn a babyface on SmackDown moment at the very least.
1: We hate our kids here, guys.
0: I did for multiple years have a worst kid award, so we can add it, and then that that kid wins it. Yeah, then well, maybe he wins best kid because he's kicking Mojo. True. Kind of like give that kid a pat on the back, and then throw him into the dungeon or whatever.
1: Yeah, Mojo is a, like, a big absence from this, just due to the fact that he won that battle royal and. He's one of, like, many absences with, like, there's no American Alpha
0: again. Yeah, they could have done some kind of a match with the clones. There's no, yeah. uh, oh, I forgot they were there. there's no, who else do we not have in the, the mix here? No New Day, but that makes sense, because Kofi's still injured. And, maybe
1: they uh... could... I wouldn't put, maybe they could put, like, American Alpha versus the Bodywood Boys. That's
0: right. Or the well, Singh they... Brothers. Yeah. Well, I do think that they're going to make an appearance, but that's... Just an interference type of thing. And no Rusev, yeah. but Rusev has been basically saying he's only going to show up at Money in the Bank, so that makes sense.
1: I'm looking forward to that.
0: The only other person that's not on the card that has no excuse is Sin Cara, but that's because he's Sin Cara. That's essentially his excuse.
1: Yeah, he's called the faceless one for a reason. He just got lost somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Pretty much the least important match of the night is Dillinger versus English, but there's another one that I don't think really has too much weight to it, although I'm happy that the people got on the card, and that's Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. Those two are going to be big players in the future, so they need to be on the card, but it's not for anything. There's nothing on the line. There's nothing that's really like, their feud has essentially been, these two aren't doing anything. Let's put them together, that kind of a thing. Do you think it's okay if Baron Corbin loses this? Because I look at it as Corbin has to win it.
1: I'm thinking back to about three or four months ago when everyone said, oh, Sami Zayn would be so much better off on Raw, on SmackDown, sorry, when he was on Raw. And now he's on SmackDown, and his stock has fallen to its lowest point probably since he's ever been in WWE, including his time in NXT. And... I don't think it makes sense for Zayn to win this match.
0: I think he's still going to win that United States title at some point this year. But if okay. Shinsuke Nakamura gets in his way, that's going to put a hindrance on it.
1: I can see Zane winning the title, the US title, simply because it's going to be a reward for him jobbing out to people on a pretty regular basis at the moment. I think Baron's been set up to win the Money in the Bank, personally. So I, so I think he needs a win here to keep him looking good, especially after he lost uh, the Intercontinental title match at WrestleMania. He needs to get some positive momentum, especially if, as many people were predicting, he's going to be challenging for the WWE Championship soon.
0: I could see Corbin winning that for sure. I could see Styles winning it, just to set up Styles versus Orton at SummerSlam without them doing like like one of them turns kind of a thing.
1: I think that match will still happen at SummerSlam, but I think that'll be the catalyst for Corbin cashing in.
0: Ooh, that's a good... Yeah. Now you're, now you're bringing that up. Yeah, that's, and then we can do Corbin versus Orton for like Styles, a little bit after that.
1: Styles, not Orton. all can just leave the title picture as soon as that happens. Have Styles uh, win and have uh, Corbin take the title off Styles.
0: That's a possibility just, too.
1: Just because people are... Styles is an actual babyface, whereas people like Randy Orton, but there's a lot of people that don't like Randy Orton as well. So having someone who's quite universally liked, as AJ Styles, would push Baron over the edge a bit more.
0: That is true. Unless Sami Zayn swoops in, gets money in the bank and wins. They've <laughs> like, done the job things, it like, out for a while, let's give you the world title instead. That's the uh, Daniel Bryan treatment, right? Yeah. I think there's a possibility Sami Zayn has an upswing on SmackDown, but it's not happening right now, and him beating Baron Corbin to me doesn't really make much sense, because it doesn't help Sammy as much as it hurts Baron Corbin.
1: Yeah, it makes uh, a lot of sense to me just to give Baron the win, keep him looking strong. Zane has an ability to recover because he's so good in the ring.
0: There's some other people that he can feud with, too. The, the like, He can get a win over Dallas Ziggler in a couple months. That'll make him look a little bit better. Jinder Mahal eventually will go back to the mid-card, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of opportunity for him to
1: build himself up to the mid-title position.
0: Two other guys that are somewhere hovering around that mid card, sort of upper mid card, don't know what to do with them kind of thing are Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. And those two, I was like, damn it, they're missing an opportunity to just keep this feud going. And then they did Talking Smack. And did you uh, check that out?
1: Yes. And Eric Rowan has finally ascended to his legendary status <laughs> of
0: the. Future legend, current legend, Eric Rod. (laughs) That was the best thing he's done probably ever. That was weird as all hell. The balloon popping and him just like... You could tell that he was planning on being weird, but that they didn't anticipate exactly what he was doing because you could sense the awkwardness of just like, is he done yet? Nope. Okay.
1: But it made sense as him being like someone who's kind of been cast into the wilderness by his family or abandoning him and how he blames luke harper for that as the catalyst of the destruction of the white family and i think that works i wish they would have told that story actually on smackdown because like how many people talk talking talk is smack is really good but how many people actually watch that in the wide scheme of things
0: yeah a lot of people don't watch smackdown at all and Fewer people watch 205 Live, and even fewer people watch Talking Smack, probably. So it's like, you really just didn't give this its its own weight. And hopefully they'll spend a little bit of time in the pre-show, maybe, to do some kind of, like, let's take a look at that, let's kind of break it down for the people that didn't really pay attention to kind of reassociate fans with what happened, because they are going to be better off with this feud if they do more of this kind of weird shit. And I'm yeah, actually definitely. at the point now that I... I was hoping that Harper would win this match before the match was even announced. I was like, oh man, a, a good win for Harper would be great. Now I'm firmly like, I want Ryrick Rowan to win.
1: <laughs> I I'm kind of just want them to have a good match. Uh, give them a bit of time to work with each other. I think Harper's going to win because Rowan beat him in London. Just to even it out, the 50-50 booking will come into effect because I don't think they care as much about this feud as they should, like the creative team. And I think they're both heading towards the Money in the Bank match. Neither of them are going to win, but I think they'll both be in it.
0: Yeah, I think that they, at the very least, they should be in it. I don't know if it's like they're going to have like five people, ten people, that kind of thing. Because you got to figure now they, it's it's stupid enough that Money in the Bank is a one brand show. But now there's not a whole lot of room to be able to have like ten people on there. Then what else do you fill the card up with and stuff, but. I'd be totally cool with both of them being in the match. I think that, that they're big guys. They can kind of be like the big guy spots for those type of things. And then you can get like like the Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn. And eh, maybe they do Owen's wins in there. Maybe they don't. Maybe Styles is in there. It, I mean, that's another couple of weeks from now. We don't have to worry about that now. But uh, really, for the most part, Rowan and Harper, either one of them could win. And I don't think it's going to kill the feud. I think that kind of like what you said. You give it more attention, that's going to keep it going. More so than like, well, Harper won and now Rowan wants another match. And it's like, nobody's going to care about that if the feud isn't there, you know? Yeah,
1: I think this could extend quite far into the summer. Just because they're the last two real surviving members of the White family. Because even Bray White isn't really referring to a family anymore. So they've got so much history and connective tissue that it would be stupid just to end this feud on... A hardly built up match on Backlash.
0: Five months from now when we're getting Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan in a Wyatt family street fight something or other, we're gonna be like, oh my god, what isn't this end? <laughs> but for now I'm cool with it continuing until we figure out, you know, to that point. Uh what else do we have going on here? We have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, which is the Usos against Bree Zango, which <laughs> Uh, we got it like the battle of the weird tag teams going on right now because we got the Fashion Police doing their fashion files and not really interacting with the Usos, and then the Usos come out and they cut that promo, which I didn't quite get half of it, but the half of it I did get, I liked.
1: <laughs> I'm really digging this feud. It's the best thing that's happened in SmackDown's tag division since Heath Slater won the t- title. Just because both these teams have just decided to find a bit of energy, it's almost gone to the people backstage and said, right, you're not going to give us a story. Well, we'll create such like bizarre and out there characters that you're going to have to give us TV time. That's
0: and, true.
1: and it's really working. I think the Usos have really stepped up the game. I never realized it had such like intense promo ability.
0: Yeah, because all they've been doing in the past has been doing that Siva Tao thing and then saying, when when we say you, you say, oh, and then that's it. Toss and around now, the microphone afterward and then they're done.
1: And now it's all about, uh, there's no, that's not paranoia creeping behind you. It's the, ooh, souls. It's it's really clever. I don't know what their shirt is about because they've got a shirt out that says day one-ish. Or "or day one is H, according to <laughs> Brizango. <laughs>
0: That whole thing, I mean, it, it's lost on May, day one-ish type of stuff, but I'm assuming it's just, like, a motivational, like, uh, act like this is day one, and, like, you know, you got all, like, the tenacity or something. I don't have a clue, but... Uh, that would work. I love the, the go like, response to those kind of things, because it's, like, like first off, even just the fact that they called them the Uggos instead of the Usos, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Like, this is fine.
1: <laughs> oh, the Fashion Files have been so some of the best television on wwe since wrestlemania there's just there's not too corny to be like oh this is really stupid comedy because they're actually quite clever and there's a load of like inside jokes you could go back and watch these clips two or three times and you'd spot something that you didn't uh reference the first time and you're still laughing at them
0: yeah the big boss man picture and the last one took me until like the end of the promo I was just kind of like oh wait they're at a uh technically like supposed to be like a police office and They've got Big Boss Man out there, and like there's the background stuff with like the the board when it has like signs uh, arrows pointing to like Vince McMahon and stuff like that. And it's kind of like there's probably a lot of work that they put into this stuff for a three minute promo, and it's kind of interesting to see that they're actually getting a little bit of a push. But I don't think it's going to apply to them actually winning the titles. I think that this is the Uso's to win.
1: I actually think Breezango is going to win this. Really? Just because I think this is a feud that could be stretched out a little more. Because even though I like American Alpha, they've got they've got to build themselves back up again with an actual, some sort of storyline that lets people know who they actually are. Because I think they were given the titles too soon. Almost as kind of, oh God, we fucked up uh, American Alpha. We've got to give them the titles to make them mean something. Oh, the titles didn't work. Oh God, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, so I think it's best to keep them out of the title picture for now and build them up with a couple of minor feuds, which I know is asking a lot to try and run two tag feuds on one show. But uh, I think these two could trade the belts for a little while.
0: I wouldn't be opposed to it. If they put the uh, belts on Brizango, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is hurting the belts. Like, man. They've and given it, them a, like, at least a little couple of weeks to sort of build up a little bit of steam, so... It, Hey, was on Slater and Rhino beforehand? Yeah,
1: exactly. And above all else, I think Tyler Breeze and Fandango deserve something for the years and years they've put into trying to climb up WWE. Just give them a tag team title run, even if it's only for a couple of weeks. Just give them the belts for a little while. I think they've earned it.
0: Especially because they've never, neither of them, have ever won a belt in WWE. I know.
1: I feel so bad. I felt so bad for Fandango because I think he was... Wasn't he supposed to win, like, the Intercontinental title?
0: Yeah. Within, like, a couple of months. Curtis Axel, I think, ended up winning it instead.
1: Yeah, because he got traded... Because Fandango got injured and Axel got traded into the match instead and won the title. And just ever since then, Fandango's been nothing.
0: Such a shame. Because he's he's better than what they give him credit for a lot of the times.
1: And Tyler Breeze is amazingly funny and really good in the ring, so...
0: And you know what? I didn't realize until last night. I completely forgot to add Tyler Breeze into the mix for the uh, Sexiest Superstars tournament.
1: Prince Pretty? Oh, God.
0: He wasn't in the qualifying round to be able to get qualified. I just I forgot to add his name.
1: So I that's, mean, I, that's why I he just, never
0: made it into the tournament itself.
1: Uh, I'm sure he's devastated, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have won, so I think we're okay.
0: Probably not. But I might have to add a little extra poll and just say, hey, just in case, would you have ended up voting for uh, Tyler Breeze over whoever is in the finals? It's (laughs) like I I went through the list last night. I was adding the the poll stuff for the next round, and I started to add more. And it was like, who would you vote for, like the best body, the best whatever, and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, starting to type out Tyler Breeze. And I'm like, wait, where is Tyler Breeze on the poll? How did he get on the qualifiers? And I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) He didn't go at all. So... The no, dude that... who has the nickname of Prince Pretty was not factored in. Total uh, mind uh, fart,
1: you know. To be honest, it's like, um, it's like when Curtis Axel didn't make it into the Royal Rumble, so Tyler Breeze was never actually eliminated, so he can claim that he won.
0: That's true. <laughs> we, that's uh, If he ends up asking about it, he'll be like, well, you never got eliminated, so yeah, You just carry over from last year. Uh, we don't have the women's title on the line, but we do have the women's champion at least represented on the card. Because we have Naomi, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch versus the welcoming committee of Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. Uh, I, I really don't care. I, I hate to say this about the only women's match, because it's not because it's a women's match. It's because I don't like Charlotte. And this whole thing revolves around Charlotte. And I got a feeling this is how it's going to go down. I think that Charlotte's team's going to lose, and she's going to turn on them. And it's just going to be like, "Ha, ah, you thought she was turning baby face, but no, she's actually still a heel. I don't care whatsoever.
1: Uh, the most interesting thing about the welcoming committee is, because their acronym is the same as Water Closet. so I I really don't care about this welcoming committee was thrown together with admittedly heels but just a random assortment of people that you would doubt would ever get on in real life
0: no they couldn't I mean maybe like Tamita and Natalia Yeah, but but I can't imagine Carmella fitting in there
1: well no that's why I assume that Carmella will eventually be the one that breaks out because she's been her and Natalia have been getting into a little bit of arguments and canniness about which one of them will be fighting for the title when they win. So But in terms of the match, I actually think um Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky will win because that gives Charlotte the like impetus to attack Naomi after the match, show reveal her true colours and go back off the title.
0: Maybe, like, Charlotte gets to pin, and then she's like, I would have done this without you anyway, because I'm great. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that their team has been... It's been such a one-sided feud, almost. Because in the last two weeks, Naomi's lost to Carmella, and uh, Becky Lynch lost to Natalia, and it's just been the welcoming Committee constantly on top. It's just building up for... Uh, The babyface team to win.
0: The sad part: either team could win, and I don't have the slightest uh, shit to give. Like this, to me, seems like a main event of SmackDown more than an actual pay per view match.
1: Oh yeah, I completely agree. I think there's there is a bit of issue with the SmackDown women's division since WrestleMania because they threw them all all the women essentially into a match for the title. Because they used to be doing, they used to do like quite built up and interesting feuds between like two women at a time and they would have like two or three consecutive feuds running and now it just seems, oh, we'll just throw all the women we have in one match and that will do.
0: Yeah, we had like Nikki Bella and the Natty and Carmella type of stuff while we had Alexa Bliss dealing with Naomi and Alexa dealing with Becky and the Mickey James Becky stuff a little bit and Now it's like with the welcoming committee, they can't have three on three matches unless those three stick together. And if they don't stick together, then what are you going to do? And if they do stick together, I don't want to see this match over and over again either. So I kind of I'm sort of hoping that they can figure out something to do, because I think that we're not going to get anybody called up until after Brooklyn. But maybe Peyton Royce and uh, Billy Kay can be brought up in the meantime. I don't know. That'd be good. I think you can't
1: really have a faction if your division's only eight people strong.
0: Right. Not even a tag team, really, at that point.
1: Yeah, it just restricts everything that you can do, really. just means that you're going to have constant multi-team matches and you're not going to build up any individual feuds in the meantime. Just think it's a silly idea.
0: Yeah. But... Either way, that's the match we got on SmackDown, so, uh backlash is just gonna be kind of a bathroom break, sort of. And if they do make this a whole thing where it's just Charlotte turning on the team and then it's, like, back to square one, fuck you. Like, I'm so sick and tired of Charlotte. Uh If I could fast-forward a pay-per-view, I'd fast-forward it. Thankfully, though, we have a potential match-of-the-year candidate with Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's gonna be a highlight. Uh, This is where uh, your, uh, yeah, your yeah. contradictory opinion is going to go?
1: Yeah, I think this match is not going to live up to expectations whatsoever.
0: There's a very good possibility that people build it up too much.
1: Oh, I think even if you build it up even slightly, I think you'd probably end up disappointing. Just, I'm really sick of the concept that you can put no effort into a feud because you think the match at the end of it is going to be great and rescue it. This feud has been utter shit. It's been, it's it, Nakamura's uh, debut like got everyone so excited and pumped. And part of the reason they were so excited and pumped is because the guy who he interrupted was the Miz, someone who has credibility And had a bit of heat behind him. And was trying to get a bit of edge. And then the Miz moved to Raw. And then we were left with Dolph Ziggler. Mm. I know you're a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. And he is very good in the ring. But he's lost so much momentum over the years. That I kind of find it hard to get myself invested in anything that he does. Even his matches. And... yeah. Uh, I watched um, Nakamura versus Ziggler do a, one of their dark matches they've done in preparation when I went to watch SmackDown in London. And I know it wasn't going to be the finished arc or the completed match. I assume this match will probably go about 15, 20 minutes and try it in its hardest to steal the show. But I was very disappointed with the match they put together. I thought it was sloppy. I thought Ziegler was a bit lacklustre. I thought Nakamura wasn't really doing too much to build up any sort of sweat or intensity. Hmm. So I have a. So maybe I'm just like, maybe it's better I'm going into this match thinking that it's going to be worse than probably a lot of people expect because it may turn out really good. It definitely has the potential to be an excellent match and I hope it is an excellent match. But where I'm st- standing at the moment, I just don't think it's going to be that good.
0: But yeah, if you saw a dark match that they were doing and it wasn't really all that impressive, I could totally understand that. And now that's kind of making me go, "Eh, maybe because we've had people before that seem like they should be working well together and they just don't click for some reason. So it's a possibility Ziggler and Nakamura can't get that type of a match out of each other. I do agree with you about the feud, though. The feud's... Very lackluster. It's just essentially Ziggler saying, I don't like this guy because I haven't seen him and Nakamura going, You know who I am <laughs> try to work on my Nakamura is... <laughs> the impression. Yeah, the
1: impression's uncut.
0: The way the way to do the impression that I've been figuring out is you have to tilt your mouth like as far to the right side as possible. <laughs> Cause it's like you could say a sentence like this, but if you tilt it to the side, like that kind of thing and you got to drag out all of your valves, aye, like that. Nakamura I mean, I... on the microphone is awful, and it's just a language barrier thing, so it's going to take a while, but at least he's better than Atami. He's learning English better than Atami is.
1: Oh, yeah. And I actually think Ziggler's been okay on the microphone for this feud, but the issue has been that he's had to carry it on the microphone. Yeah. And doing a situation where they're not going to let Shinsuke in the ring, essentially, until Backlash... So that means they had to wait five, six weeks after WrestleMania for him to step foot in the ring. They were just putting so many restrictions onto this feud. And Ziggler hasn't even been having matches in the meantime to, like, show off to Nakamura that he's the actual man. Like, Ziggler actually had a match since WrestleMania? I can't even remember.
0: Ooh, if he did, it probably was something weird, like him against, like...
1: Sinkar or something.
0: Maybe Sinkar? I don't think he's fought Mojo or Dillinger.
1: No, because he would have lost. And that's also another issue I have of it, because if Ziggler hasn't had the matches to make him look strong, then why is anybody going to assume that he could potentially beat Nakamura?
0: That's true. They should have had him go on, like, a couple of match winning streak and be like, you see, that's how I do it. You're not even fucking wrestling. Also, you look weird in that jumpsuit like that type of so i do think it'll be good though i i think that this is the type of match that maybe they can get away with like a bad feud but a good match at the end of it and i'm going nakamura winning
1: oh yeah this is the this is the biggest lock of the entire show and i i will try and be hopeful as you are that this match could be good but from what i've seen and just due to the lack of heat in the feud itself I'm not going to get my hopes too high.
0: Smart uh, advice, because a lot of people I think are going to think that this is guaranteed to be match of the year. And if it doesn't quite live up to that, they're going to be like, this is the worst thing ever. He should have won the Raw, like that kind of thing. Keep your expectations a little bit lower and at most you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised. It's a good way to go into it. At the, at the very
1: least, we have a lot of Nakamura feuds to look forward to after this if this isn't doesn't reach the hype.
0: Yeah, we could get uh, Nakamura Mahal, Nakamura Sankara, Nakamura Aiden English. <laughs>
1: I was wondering what you were doing there. I thought you were just trying to test
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I think the, the end game of Nakamura is, well, this kind of spills over a little bit into the United States title match, so kind of uh, factor that in here. We The United States title match for Backlash is Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. I think it's a guarantee Kevin Owens is going to retain, and I think that he's dropping that title to Nakamura next. Because I think that going back on the idea of Sami Zayn winning the belt, are they really going to want to do Sami Zayn beating Kevin Owens for the title? Or are they going to use Sami Zayn as, like, Nakamura's the top mid-carder babyface, Zayn is number two, number three kind of goes back and forth between Dillinger and Raleigh. I think that Owens keeps the belt here. This kind of excuses uh, Owens from winning money in the bank, so you don't have to worry about that. And then you've got, like, Owens can move up to that main event level after he drops that United States title, and in the meantime, we'll have Jinder Mahal, Rusev, and uh, maybe Baron Corbin kind of going back and forth a little bit. Maybe Jinder, uh, no, I uh said Jinder Mahal. Maybe Aiden English gets a little bit of a boost up, but maybe not. But Dolph Ziggler is going to be in that mid card mix, so we'll have like a healthy mid card. But Styles for sure, is a main event guy. He's not a mid-carder. He's not winning this United States title.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm prone to agree with you. I think the mid-card has a lot of potential at the moment. The list of potential feuds that you uh, said are definitely up there. I think Owens could be ended up feuding and dropping the title to Nakamura, Zane. I think Dillinger's potential. I think even Chris Jericho, when he comes back, his potential.
0: Hopefully Uh, he'll come back.
1: I'd like to think so. Uh, especially, well, I'm just hoping that Fozzie kind of just crashes and burns in the latest tour and he thinks, oh, God, I've got to come back to wrestling now. <laughs> but then we get then we get Babyface Chris Jericho, which is a little bit like lower down to his heel work, but I think I can live with it.
0: How about we get Babyface Jericho comes back around, like say, I don't know, like Survivor Series or so? Get a couple of months of babyface Jericho, and then he turns heel for some kind of WrestleMania match. I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I'd almost... I mean, I know we're talking about Jericho rather than this, but I kind of want his uh, final match to be against John Cena. Because John Cena's... <laughs> because well, I think that uh, John Cena's first real feud was against Chris Jericho, so it would be quite a... Going going in a circle, almost.
0: Hasn't John Cena taken him off the roster twice? Uh, <laughs> Maybe the
1: third time's a charm. Yeah, exactly. Like... God, I can't get rid of you.
0: <laughs> I can't get rid of you, Cena.
1: <laughs> but uh, this match, I think this has the potential to be a match of the night as well, just because of the quality these two can produce in the ring. Uh, Styles is beyond the United States Championship at this point. I almost think I almost would put Owens above that as well, but they need somebody to build up the prestige of the title almost because it's gone down a little bit in recent months. Especially even when Roman Reigns told the title, it was losing prestige every single week because he, it almost felt like he was carrying that out of, like he had to carry it. He's like, oh, I actually want this title, but I guess I'll carry this one for a little while.
0: Yeah, it's always weird when somebody is the United States or the Intercontinental Champion and they're kind of like, yeah, this is all great and all, but I want that World Title. And you're like, dude, you've got a championship right now. Shouldn't you kind of act like you're the shit? But
1: yeah, that was when the that was when the John Cena United States title cut. Like run decided to fall off for me was when he started feuding with Rollins for the title. It was yeah. going so well up to that point, and then you thought, "Oh, but you you would bring you you look like you cared about this title, when you actually want oh." <laughs> but yeah, Styles. I don't know how this is going to end because it feels weird to say that Styles is going to lose clean to Owens with for a, a title which is below his state standing. So, but you kind of have to make it convincing to try and clear Styles away from that picture altogether.
0: Yeah, and it's hard because you can't really have anybody interfere unless you want to start a brand new feud with Styles against whoever interferes, and Owens doesn't have any friends, so it's not like Jericho can come back and do that, or... I'm kind of thinking maybe it's just going to be something as simple as, like, referee distraction, and then he gets, like, a low blow type of thing or something.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's too much like loss of credibility if he loses to Kevin Owens. They're both people that should really be in the main event, but they're stuck in a big card feud due to reasons which I can't really fathom, but that's the way they want to go at the moment. So I think they need to make this a clean win for Owens. It makes him look good. Styles will have opportunities to challenge for the WWE Championship like he should be later on. So. Just make it look good at the moment.
0: Yeah, and these two will have a good match. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's pretty, I, like, I, I, there's a possibility that the Nakamura-Ziggler one doesn't work out, but I'm pretty sure you can go into Owens and uh, Styles with some some decent expectations and not be let down. Yeah, I'm,
1: com- I'm, more, I'm much more confident with this one than I am with Nakamura-Ziggler.
0: As far as the WWE championship match, Jinder Mahal Uh. Mahal versus Randy Orton, that one's a complete up-in-the-air situation, because I'm very interested that they gave this title shot to Jinder Mahal, but I can't imagine that Jinder Mahal is actually going to make much out of it. Like, we joke about the babyface turn, and we joke about, like, you know, that's crazy that he's getting a title and all that, but they don't seem to be 100% in on it, and I There's a possibility that this is a really underrated good match because he's like, he knows that this is the only shot he's going to get. But he's facing Randy Orton and Randy Orton's not the most giving wrestler to work with. Like a lot of people can have good matches with him, but it almost seems like that's because Randy Orton wanted to have a good match. You know, (laughs) maybe he wants to do that with General Hall. Maybe he doesn't, but. I think this is a guarantee, of course, that Randy Wharton wins. I mean, you're probably on the same boat with that, right?
1: I wish I was as confident as you are.
0: You think they might give it to Jinder?
1: I think there's a distinct possibility that they give it to Jinder Mahal. Just
0: over under 40% that he wins the title. What do you think?
1: Over. Really? I'm going 45, almost 50. I'm going on Jinder at the moment.
0: I'd be, like, 8%. <laughs> like, I don't think there's just a shot at it in hell, but what what makes you think that they might actually give uh, the title to him? Is it the India, um, like, it's expansion kind of thing?
1: It's, uh 50, well, it's 75% the India connection and 25% the veins in his body. In the back knee? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... It's very rare I'm in a situation where I'm so desperate for Randy Orton to win a match. Because <laughs> Randy Orton... Uh, amid- uh, admittedly, he took a few points like up for me after his uh, recent uh, tweets against the in- indie wrestlers. Because I actually agree with him on a lot of points regarding that. These people don't know how to draw and they're just all flips. Whereas he's he is admittedly successful and when he wants to he's very good in the ring
0: but if i'm he uh if he loses this match instead of saying that he did the job we should say he took a dive
1: <laughs> i think we took a nose dive i think the company takes a nose dive if uh, he loses this match uh i i don't understand Jinder Mahal fighting for the WWE Championship. I know the India thing is a big deal, and I know they're trying to build it build it up to a point where they're trying to build up the network in that region, and they've done stuff with the great Khali beforehand when they were trying to do the same thing. But like, Jinder Mahal, really? This match is going to be terrible,
0: because
1: I don't think Orton cares about this match, because... Well, let's put it this way: He's walking into this even knowing that he's going to win, so he wants to move on from this feud and actually fight someone that he wants to, that can actually have some drawing ability and would put on a great match with him. Or he knows he's going to lose this match, so he's going to make Jinder look terrible in the process. (laughs)
0: That's a possibility.
1: I mean, if you're Randy Orton and you're being told that you're going to lose the WWE Championship to Jinder Mahal, how are you going to like feel? Being a 13-time champion that's just won at WrestleMania and you're going to drop the title to somebody who was like losing matches to Hornswoggle a few years ago.
0: I think that what this is going to boil down to, and of course there's no insider knowledge for me, I'm not backstage, but this is how I kind of picture things going down. I think that they're looking at this and they're going, look, we don't really have anybody set up for Randy Orton. We don't really want to do Baron Corbin yet. We don't want to waste Kevin Owens versus Orton. Uh, You know, like there's other things we want to save for like SummerSlam and for Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, like the big four kind of events and stuff. We already know that Rusev is going to be challenging for the title at Money in the Bank. And if he's going to challenge somebody, it makes more sense that he's going to challenge Randy Orton than Jinder Mahal. Now, it doesn't stop them from doing a a triple threat match, but I kind of think if they're going to do a triple threat, it wouldn't be on a card where they're going to have a multi-man ladder match already, you know? That that makes me think that Orton's going to win this. But as far as Jinder Mahal goes, I think that their philosophy is if we don't have anybody set for this yet, why don't we give it to Jinder just to try something different, just to kind of reward him a little bit? Get a little bit more of the people from the Indian markets to kind of pay a little bit of attention, and by giving him one world title shot, you boost him up a lot more than if you would have tried to get him through like the mid card to work his way up to the main event. If you put him in that, in that main event spot and he falls short, but you can keep him hovering a little bit in that mid card role he becomes at least on par with, like, Mojo and Ty Dillinger instead of being, like, Aiden English. So I think we're going to get... Jinder Mahal loses this match. He works his way into the Money in the Bank match, but he loses that too. And then he starts a feud with, like, Sami Zayn. So that way we can kind of still care about him a little bit, and he's hovering in that mid-card. He's the type of guy that, like, he can lose to, like, Shinsuke Nakamura... And it's not like Nakamura is beating James Ellsworth, sort of. Because that's what yeah. Jinder Mahal was before. He was basically on par with James Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, definitely. So this is more like, look, we'll give you a little bit of boost. And they they probably tell him this backstage. They're like, look, you're not winning the title. But you're going to look better out of this than you did beforehand. And you got some tag team partners, too. So maybe they get, like, Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers against the New Day going forward for a little bit. That could be a feud, three on three. Yeah, maybe it's uh, Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers against the welcoming committee. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that, that that is true. Uh, I do I do agree that it's a boost for Jinder Mahal, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if anything else. If nothing else, he's going to be a um, a trivia question for years to come. Yeah. people that you didn't expect to get WWE championship opportunities.
0: It's like if you could name me who fought Randy Orton at Backlash 2017 and who fought John Cena at Capital Punishment. <laughs> There's us two.
1: Um I would I I do agree with you that the idea with Rusev fighting for the WWE Championship makes sense if it's more sense if it's Randy Orton. I think that Rusev is heading into a feud with Shane McMahon at Summerslam. Because huh. so, I think that this uh him having a go at Shane and saying demanding opportunities for the title is gonna lead to a match between the two eventually
0: i'd be kind of interested in that
1: yeah the one caveat i have is that i've heard rumors about this indian wrestler in nxt called jeep rama yeah who's been appearing on live events and has been working through nxt i don't think he's actually debuted on nxt or even appeared on nxt
0: i don't remember seeing him unless he was in like a battle royal or something But
1: I've heard rumours that he's going to be coming in as another enforcer for uh, Jinder Mahal at some point. And if it happens tonight, then the only way it would make a real impact is if Mahal wins the title. So that's the only thing that's that's one of the things that's giving me a slight concern that Mahal wins it. But if I have if a gun against my head, I'd say that Orton's going to win, and I desperately hope that he does.
0: So, backtracking here, just given an overall perspective, uh, what do you think is going to be the best match of the night, and then what do you think is going to be the worst?
1: Uh, I uh, well, first I'd want to apologise for being a bit down about this whole pay per view altogether. I really, I think SmackDown's been terrible since WrestleMania, and I'm really not into this card as a whole. But in terms of best match, I think it's going to be Styles versus Owens for the t- U.S. title. And worst match, uh, I'll probably go with, I think actually Orton versus Mahal is going to be a bad match.
0: I think I'd have to go with Orton, uh, not Orton, with uh Owens and Styles probably too, because the Nakamura and Ziggler thing I think has a, a potential chance to do that, but I also think that there's a little bit more meat to the Owens and Styles thing, so they might know what better to do. And just like mistranslations in the ring and stuff when it comes to Nakamura, it might be a little bit of an issue, but worst match of the night, I'm actually not too sure because my gut reaction is the women's match, but I'm also kind of thinking there's a possibility that Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin don't have a good match. I like the two of them a lot, but I think that they might not end up actually meshing that well together.
1: I feel bad that there's probably more potential for bad matches on this card than good matches, just basically due to the feuds they've been in. They yeah. just have lacked so much, like, development, partly due to the fact that half the SmackDown roster was fighting on a Raw pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago, so. <laughs> <True>.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they botched that whole thing so much. I don't know what the backstage idea was that, but now they're doing cleanup, so. Hopefully by the end of this, we'll have a more sound SmackDown roster. They'll know what they're doing going forward. They got a couple of weeks that they can build up to Money in the Bank where they can kind of get like, all right, let's reassess. Let's get some new feuds going on. Let's actually throw out the American Alpha and the Cologne's feud and do something with that. Let's do something with Eric Rowan. You know, let's kind of bring Mojo Rawley back into the mix a little bit, have him fight a couple of kids or something. But that's our breakdown for Backlash 2017. So make sure you leave your all uh, your comments in the comment section below. That's obviously where that fits. That's why it's called a comment section. And uh, if anything else happens throughout the week, we'll try to keep you posted on the website's post itself because we're not going to do like a secondary podcast about this. Although if you count the post show stuff, that's going to be coming up a little bit later on. That's the NXT takeover one is Saturday night. And then the backlash one is Sunday night not going to be doing anything for the UK title situation because that's already pre-recorded and spoilers we already know what happens and stuff. Tony Uh, that's racist (laughs) against my people (laughs) you neglect my people but as far as the whole situation with uh, you know anything with the pay-per-view stuff that's all happening on the website and on the channel so make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Twitter to get any kind of notifications going on with that Callum, anything you want to promote? Uh,
1: well, you can find me on Twitter at Wigmeister14, and I'll just plug the great uh, articles we have going up daily on SmartCat Moments.
0: All right, everybody, that's it for this edition. Thanks for watching, as always. We will see you next time. This has been another SmartCat Moment, and we're being counted out. Ah!